I want to introduce our passage today. It's God called Jeremiah to prophetic ministry. And Jeremiah lived to witness the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonians. Jeremiah was a messenger of God's justice and grace. The passage from the book of Jeremiah we will hear today is a message of judgment and hope. Let us pray for illumination. May the Spirit abide in each of us to open our ears to hear and our eyes to see the good news of the presence and availability of life in the kingdom now and forever through reliance on Jesus, the Anointed One. Amen. I will be reading from the passage of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Oh, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy. For you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, now, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And this is the word of God for the people of God. And the people say... Memories. Every time I say that word, I want to start singing all alone in the moon. Okay, and it just hits me every time. But each season of our life brings us different memories. The other day when I was reading the Bible, I remembered when I was young with my dad. I can remember my dad sitting in his recliner and us crawling on the side of him and sitting on the arm of the recliner and leaning our head on his shoulder as he read stories from the Bible to us. Those are some of my greatest memories. Me putting my head on my dad's shoulder, feeling the love of my father here on earth while learning about the love of my father who created me. I grasped the message from the Spirit even then. 
I didn't understand everything, Red. But the Spirit seemed to speak to me as my dad read the Bible. I cannot remember when I fell so in love with the stories of the Bible that reveal the Word of God. It seems to me I've always been in love with church, the Bible, and our Lord. As I read the Holy Scriptures today, I continue to hear messages from the Spirit. You see, one of my professors told us in seminary, he said, I might be a scholar and teaching you about the Bible, but I am also a student, always learning from the Word of God. Word of God. Christ himself is the Word of God. The Bible is God's Word speaking to us in our present life to lead us to God. That is why when we read a passage in a different season, it might speak slightly different to us. I know when I read a passage, sometimes certain words seem to be a little bit more profoundly speaking to me in that season, and I write in my Bibles. I can't help myself. I edit and write and put notes, and then I'll take that same Bible out a few years later, open up the same passage and read it, Still get the same message from the first reading, but a little bit more speaks to me sometimes, a little differently, a word or two speaks to that season in life. And that's what the Bible is for. It is the power of the word through the Holy Spirit abiding in each of us to understand what the Bible means in our lives. A message telling you that God is present to you here and now. You see, today's passage opens with Jeremiah hearing the word of the Lord. Jeremiah hears that God knew him before he was born. And he was consecrated by God. He was made for God's divine purposes. Jeremiah did not make himself a prophet. God appointed Jeremiah to be a prophet. Jeremiah was a being created by God for God's purposes. The Bible tells us the story of our creator, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A God who has created, is creating, and will continue creating for his purposes. The Bible also tells us a beautiful story of a generous love from a creator for his creation. When God made creation, God wanted to dwell with it. He wanted to abide with his people. The Bible is full of stories about God seeking his people. And the Bible tells us the story of God calling Israel to be his people. And through them, God will undo all that was done through the actions of Adam, Eve, 
and the serpent. Through them, all people will know he is God. Jeremiah's initial reaction is to refuse his calling. He's like Moses in Exodus 4, verses 10 through 13. You see, Moses, when you read that, tried to make excuses that he had poor communication skills. And Jeremiah tried to use his youthfulness. Like Jeremiah, you and I are made for God's purposes. We are the Israelites in today's world. We are to reflect God into the world. We are to reflect the love of God in our lives so that people want to know him. You see, we have an advantage that the Old Testament people did not have. You see, God came to dwell with his people as the incarnate being of Jesus Christ. As United Methodists, we believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ. Jesus is truly God and truly man. Jesus Christ is the eternal word made flesh, the only begotten Son of the Father, born of the Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the Godhead and the manhood joined together in one person. That is why we as Methodists believe in his transformative power. We believe in his saving grace. Jesus Christ is eternal Savior and the mediator of creation. And it is Jesus Christ who calls each of us to be his disciple. You see, failure in the human race and failure of humans is not the failure of learning how to worship our Lord or follow rules, but it's a failure of vocation. Our call to discipleship is a call to be an apprentice of Jesus Christ. To be an apprentice is to learn by following someone, to see as they see, to speak as they speak, and to do as they do. Becoming an apprentice of Jesus Christ challenges our vision of being a Christian. We are creatures who want to live out our lives through our own mindsets. We interpret the word of God and the language other people speak through our own mindsets. Many of you listening today and right now are interpreting the Bible and my words through your political lenses, through cultural lenses, and through prior affiliation with a denomination you grew up in that sets the roots of what you believe. And some of you are seeing it through lenses that you have created with your own egos and agendas. And I challenge all of you to take off those lenses and to start viewing your call to discipleship as his apprentice, 
through the lenses of Jesus Christ. If Jesus returned today, what would he learn about your faithfulness to your vocation of being his apprentice? An apprentice called to make disciples to bring God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Do you have a vision of God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven? Or does it match the vision taught to you in and through your own life? Or are you reading the Bible and studying the word to interpret everything through the lenses of Jesus Christ? We may be called to be disciples as individuals, but we can only learn how to be an apprentice of Jesus Christ when we are in community. It is in community that we learn how to be the united body of Christ here on earth. In community, we find our belonging as a part of the body of Christ. You see, we like to think we are in the church. We are in a building where Jesus' church meets. The church is the community of all true believers under the lordship of Christ. We believe that the church is one, holy, apostolic, and universal. We can call it a big tent. We can call it a tabernacle. We can call it a temple. We can call this the sanctuary. When we label it, and no matter how we label it, the church will remain a gift from God, created by God. The church is not the building. The church is the people called to be the body of Christ for the world. We need to go back to the big tent church. Do y'all remember those revival tents of old? I will tell you in our other town where we lived, they set, set up a big old tent right down the road from our house and we could hear the music every night and they were having a revival like we had of old. Big tents set up to invite people to know our God. Big tents where people sought transformation and new direction in their faith. Big tents where people went to find Jesus and his ways. Those big revival tents remind us that God dwells in each of us but works through all of us. You see, failure of humans is not the failure of worship and rules, but the failure of vocation. We are called to be disciples of Jesus Christ, but we only want to follow him if his ways fit our mindset. God does not take excuses. 
It's right there in Jeremiah's passage. For it is God who sends you out into the world to make disciples for the transformation of his world. God reached out his hand and he touched Jeremiah's mouth to give him the words to be God's prophet. And God reaches out his hand to each of us to empower us to be costly disciples of Jesus Christ. Disciples who know that it is a way of life an apprenticeship of continuous learning and growing. As an apprentice of Jesus Christ, I'm going to tell you the story given to us at the end of the passage of Jeremiah, the twofold mission to be God's people because God knows us as told to us in verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I ask you, how can God love us any less today than he did at that time? We are hearing a story of a God who loves his creation. The story of creatures who need his grace to transform into his people living for his purposes. A story of his grace and the ways of Jesus Christ. Digging up those cheap discipleship ways that keep us from becoming an apprentice. Pulling down those cheap discipleship lenses that make us see the church as we want it to see, to be instead of what God made it to be. A story of his grace and the ways of Jesus Christ. Destroying the belief that we do not have to change to follow Jesus Christ. Demolishing the belief that we can pick and choose how to be an apprentice. Through the grace of Jesus Christ, we are all given a new beginning. His call to discipleship unites us as his body here on earth. The other day, my friend shared some words of Frederick Birchner, and I really don't know who he is, but the words spoke to me. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. The church is a pathway to discipleship. Today I will share just one glimmer of this truth that you can find in the Bible. And this small glimmer is from Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 through 7 which read, Therefore, as you have received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing 
with gratitude. The church is to be the place where we live out our baptismal promises through our prayers, presence, gifts, services, and witness. It is through our call, our vocation of apprenticeship, that we become the light shining for people to see and hear the good news of the presence and availability of life in the kingdom, here and now and forever with reliance on Jesus. Amen. Oh, gracious God, let us pray. As we gather here today to hear the word, we need your grace to transform us. We need to be vessels open to the change that comes from being an apprentice of Jesus and not the cheap discipleship that we have learned so many ways from our culture and other lenses. Help us to be the church, the church that unites as one to be the body of Christ for others, a church that is open and as a discipleship path for all people, most of all for the people gathered here together today and others in Winsboro who are seeking you. I pray this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.